Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Buckle up, strap yourself in, and get ready. Welcome to the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. President Donald Trump, and I need Alabama to go vote for Roy Moore. It is so important. In uh, 48 hours, Alabamans will be deciding who the senator's going to be, whether it's going to be Roy Moore or his Democratic opponent, whose name I can't even remember, because there's been so much talk about Moore. And uh, many of you heard us talking about the judge who's running for the Senate yesterday, and it got a little testy on the air, and yeah, people thought I was angry. Not angry, just making my case, making my point. And uh, it's all political. If you're supporting Roy Moore, it's all political. No matter what the argument is you're making, it's political. You want to have that Senate seat in the hands of the Republicans, and that's what it's about. We can get into that in the next hour. We'll talk about it. And uh, we'll also have joining us from uh, the RCMP, or former RCMP officer, Krista Carley, who is one of the key complainants about sexual harassment, sexual abuse within the RCMP, and she was uh, a member of the class action lawsuit. We'll talk about that. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you about, I was going to tell you about something else we're doing today, but I'm going to hold off on that for just a little bit. We will also be speaking uh, with Greg Roman. He's the executive director of the Middle East Forum about the United States moving its embassy in Israel to Jerusalem. Arab foreign ministers are today urging the United States to reverse the decision, but I doubt very much that that's going to happen. Uh, Later this hour, Mark Birchall, the the, um, president of the Equitas Society, will be with us, as will Don Sorokin, the lawyer who represented the Equitas Society, in the legal case in British Columbia with the wounded veterans calling for a better pension and more responsible treatment from the federal government. 
And you know that story. Well, you also probably know that the B.C. Court of Appeal on Monday struck down the Equitas lawsuit against the federal government. And uh, we'll talk to Mark Birchall and Don Sorokin about what's next. What now? And it didn't take very long for the Department of Veterans Affairs to ship out a uh, We Are the Champions news release. Self-serving politicians. Who could have guessed? So what I'm going to do now, we'll start, though, with uh, two members of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. And uh, you've heard me speak over the last several weeks with Inspector Stephen Glode, who is a brave guy. He's an active white shirt, so he's an officer within the RCMP. And Inspector Glode is just not willing to accept what continues to happen. Uh, The management style or the management uh, approach to the men and the women within the RCMP. And uh, with me as well is Corporal Patrick Bouchard. Corporal Bouchard is stationed in New Brunswick. And uh, he was in Moncton on June the 4th, 2014, on the day the three RCMP officers were murdered by uh, sadistic uh, Justin Bork. And um, they didn't have the, the carbines, they didn't have the, the weapons they needed to fight back with because, as they say, and they, uh, members of the RCMP have said for some time, the force is all about image, and uh, it's m- more about image than it is about the people who put their lives on the line each and every day. So, gentlemen, uh, Inspector Steve Glode, thank you for coming back on the show, sir. Thank you, Roy, and it's an honor to be here, especially with Pat today, because uh, it takes a lot of courage for the men and women to speak up like that, so I take my hat off to Pat, and thank you. Corporal Bouchard, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, Steve, let me start with this, if we could. When we last spoke a week ago, you were planning to demonstrate outside the office of the Federal Public Safety Minister, Ralph Goodale, this past Friday. I know that there's been some correspondence from Mr. Goodale. Can you tell us about what you did on Friday and then share with us what the correspondence was about? Yeah, absolutely. On Friday, uh, physically on location, there were 12 to 14 people, retired members, uh, civilians, people alike that came out to show support. Um, we held up signs, and if you if you like, say, picketed uh, Ralph Goodale's office in an attempt to, to recognize our concerns, which I had corresponded with Mr. Goodale about prior to this, about the way members are being treated, employees are being treated in the force. Um, Mr. Goodale had sent me an email the day before and said he would not meet with me as a result of my own personal human rights complaint that I have against the force, which, Roy, is completely different than the issues, not completely different, but didn't involve the issues I wanted to speak to Ralph about, because what I want to talk to Ralph about are the overall arching issues affecting our employees. I told Mr. Goodale I would drop my personal human rights complaint if he would just hear me out. He chose to ignore me. Instead, what they did to offset our demonstration was uh, Mr. Goodale and uh, Acting Commissioner DeBoe got together and decided to do an announcement at Depot on the same date and roughly the same time. And a couple days before our announcement, they sent out these beautiful invitations to the media all across Regina in an attempt to gather them there. And when the media went, there was a horse and pony show that lasted, you know, couple hours, if you will, and uh, and they strategically played that move in, in an attempt to keep media away from covering us, and uh, only one 
media from CBC showed up, and uh, that was wonderful to see them. But uh, definitely it was a, a chess move made uh, by Ralph and Assistant Commissioner DeVoe, and, uh, yeah, to divert attention. Well, well, clearly you made an impression on them. Clearly they were aware of what they were doing because you have the personal response from the minister, and I read what he sent to you. And it was uh, it was a political form letter, a form response, and they took advantage of uh, the human rights complaint that you launched, and they used that uh, to argue that they can't meet with you. I, I, I just don't see the connection between the two, frankly, Steve, but um, they are what they are, and they do what they do. Uh, Corporal Bouchard, yeah. when you look at the, the, the RCMP, you've been with the force for a lot of years, right? Fifteen, yeah. Okay. And you had a lot to say after Moncton. You had a lot to say after the uh, appearance by the former commissioner uh, in the inquiry into what had happened, and you weren't happy with what he said. Um, what? What? And, the, and then the then the, they challenged you. The uh, the brass of the RCMP challenged you. And what's what's this about? Uh, how do we tie what happened in Moncton together with what needs to be done and isn't being done within the RCMP? Well, in my opinion, the connection is is very simple, is is we need leadership. We need ethical leadership in the RCMP. And not everybody has, uh, I'll, I'll coin a phrase from you, has a testicular fortitude like Steve to speak out when they're in the commission ranks. What happened in Moncton is that the leadership of the RCMP dropped the ball. They dropped the ball for years. They put money ahead of our safety, and they were found guilty in court of that. Now, sentencing is different. That's something that is, is out of our hands, and I don't think any amount of money will be acceptable to, to, to explain or to, to, to judge what happened. However... There is no following that. You know, they were found guilty, and, and let's let's move on. But there's no moving on. There is no clear plan from the leadership of the RCMP to move forward uh, in, our, in our human resources crisis, in our equipment crisis, in our just about every issue that we have. There is no clear plan to move forward. And make no mistake, the RCMP currently is in crisis. No organization anywhere in the world has ever been managed out of a crisis. They have always been led out of a crisis. And we are seriously lacking in leadership right now. Do you think, and I hesitate to ask this question, but I think it's important to ask, do you think your, your friends, the three members of the RCMP who lost their lives, on the 4th of June 2014. Do you think that if if the carbines that or that, that you should have had, the weapons you should have had, had been available, do you think that had the, had the management of the RCMP been doing what it should have been doing, do you think your friends could very well be alive today? There's, there's no doubt in my mind that the outcome would have been different. Um, this, this person that decided to, to do this, I mean, I'm not going to put his decisions on the shoulders of the RCMP. Um, his decisions were 
his own and he decided to do what he did. However, they did not have the proper tools to respond. And the first members that were on scene testified during the labor code trial that if they would have had that tool, which is the carbine, they would have ended it right there. It's not rocket science. Even when you play with children that play with a, a Nerf gun, if you put two Nerf guns on the table, right, the children, even though they have no tactical experience whatsoever, will pick the bigger gun if they want to play with their friends and have a pretend gunfight. It's not rocket science. The RCMP just dropped the ball. Study after study after study, other police forces said, yeah, you guys need this right now. Even the RCMP members, high brass before, said, yeah, we need this right now. Yet, they decided to put money ahead of our safety, and my friends died because of it. Would they all have survived? I don't know. But would they have had a chance to fight back? 100%. Gentlemen, let me get you to just hold on. We have to take a break. We'll come back, and then we'll talk about what has to be done and why leadership is going to be so significantly important because there's a new commissioner uh, coming in, and, and you don't need another manager. You need a leader. You need somebody that people look up to and say, we'll follow that person. And what that means, we'll follow that person, is that person gets out in front. We'll come back with Inspector Stephen Glode and with Corporal Patrick Bouchard. I have a tremendous amount of respect for these men. They're standing up to speak for their brothers and sisters in the RCMP, and they're putting themselves and their careers on the line to do that. Stay with us. Direct, hard-hitting, no-holds-barred. The Rory Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show at the Roy Green Show. Tweet me, and I'll uh, read some tweets uh, throughout the show. Uh, just before I get back to my guests, I'm looking at uh, uh, a page from the Salmon Arm Observer in British Columbia, and it shows retired RCMP member Don Matheson standing outside the detachment in Vernon. And this is in November. He's holding up a, a, a sign: Royal Canadian Mounted Police, travesty of justice, what leadership, core values, intimidation. Uh, cover-ups, post-traumatic stress disorders, uniform members as scapegoats, systemic culture, toxic low pay, higher ranks, no backbone, uh, disgraceful conduct. And the story begins with these words, lack of leadership, intimidation, cover-ups, uniform members as scapegoats, a toxic systemic culture, sexual harassment, lack of discipline and bullying. Those are some of the major problems that former officer Don Matheson of Enderby leaves exist at the top levels of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. And these problems adorn the A-side of his one-man protest sign. The uh, protest is about what's going on inside the RCMP, said Matheson, 75, who served his entire 12-year RCMP career in Alberta. It's not what the public's creating against the members. It's what the higher ranks and federal government are doing to the members inside the force. It's all internal. Thank you, Mr. Matheson, for making me aware of what you're doing. Uh, back to Inspector Stephen Glode and Corporal Patrick Bouchard. Gentlemen, what uh, but I just read, it sounds like the list that I've been hearing, particularly from you, Stephen. Yeah. Well, you know, Roy, uh, absolutely. Um, you, you look at what Pat just said. You know, they're hoping people like Pat or myself or even Don retired or a Toya or 
many, many others. They're hoping that we go away because that's how the force does business. They ignore, ignore, ignore. Look at the carbines. They ignored it, ignored it. Oh, hopefully it'll go away. Okay, a little bad press, and then we get a fine at the end. You know what sickens me is not one senior manager was held accountable for that, Roy. They continue, and I'm talking to senior management, they, they continue to retire like the commissioner or promote. And meanwhile, we have three families that lost loved ones. And we had another two members that were wounded that day, and their lives will never be the same. The real issues start within our own walls, and they fester and they grow here, unfettered and even nurtured by us as senior managers. And it's time for that to change. Yeah. uh, Corporal Bouchard, as far as the new commissioner is concerned, how worried are you that it's going to be another case of a manager being uh, put in place instead of a leader? Whoever they're picking from right now, unless they go outside the RCMP, it was promoted under Bob Paulson School of Management. Uh, I don't see any difference, uh, any difference c- coming forward right now. What we need is somebody that the membership can get behind and trust, because there's no trust right now. In our in our functions every day, we are used to battling the threats from outside. Um, you know, in, in our everyday duties, there is an inherent danger with policing, and we're used to that, and we're trained for that, to look at what's coming from outside. But when you have to fight from within as well, that's what's grinding down members. That's what's hurting us in the long run, is how we treat our members and how little trust there is from the rank and file towards senior management. The list that they have to pick from, if they pick from the current list, there's not going to be any change. They're either unable or unwilling to change. That's the issue we have right now. So I just tweeted a couple of minutes ago, RCMP Inspector Stephen Glode and Corporal Patrick Bouchard are leaders within an organization in need of. Uh, if, If you don't have the leadership at the top, if that's not immediately done, and I'm sorry to say we just have over a minute left, uh, Inspector Glode, what, what's the prognosis? Well, it's not a lack of the internal, uh, external support, Roy. It, like you said, it is a lack of integrity, values, and support from within, from supervisors and senior managers in particular on things like uh, mental health issues or, or, you know, our internal structure is broken, Roy. One person cannot hold so much power as a commissioner. We need civilian oversight. We need... I'm going to tell you everything that 15 reports have told the federal government in the last 10 years. And it's just consistent with that. Like Don signed, exactly. Those are the issues, you know. We need to structure, restructure ourselves. Well, I admire you both because you're risking risking your careers in in certain ways by doing what you're doing. But you're doing it for the, the right reasons and for the men and the women you serve with. So our hats off to you. Stephen Glode, Inspector, and Corporal Patrick Bouchard, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. We'll talk and, to you again. And, and thanks, Roy. And if I can say one thing quick, I know Real- they came after Pat last time. Yeah. Come after me, not Pat. I'm the senior guy. Thank okay. you. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks Bye-bye. very much. We will come back, and uh, when we do, we'll talk to Mark Birchall, uh, the president of the Equitas Society, and Don Sorokin, their lawyer, about what happened in court in British Columbia earlier this week. Stay with us.